Hi, this is Eugene Edwards. And this is Dave Rayburn. And this is the Jukebox Graduate. Episode three of The Singles. Welcome, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying them. Yeah, I actually got a compliment earlier today from uh, Jukebox Graduate Derek. Uh, he likes the singles format a lot. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's curious when we come out of this, uh, this the quarantine, uh, he wanted, he's wondering, I think, if we'll, we'll keep it up. We will have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, so what do you do? It's, well, of course, we're having this conversation on a Friday, which, yes. of course, for you is uh, uh, you can't say Friday without saying new release in front of that That's day right. of the week. That's new release Friday. That's how you speak. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what are the new releases today, Dave? Well, uh, there I just uh, I've got a list of some that I haven't uh, had a lot of time with, but these are the ones for me worth mentioning. Uh, There's a new album called The Chain by The Warlocks, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with The Warlocks, but they're kind of like, I don't know, I I would almost call them a psychedelic uh, rock kind of band in the style of uh, The Verve meets Mazzy Star. Oh, Kind of, you know, they got that nice little uh, echo or not, not, like kind of like a reverby feel, a deep feel. Mm -hmm. And uh, like that My Morning Jacket vibe? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it does remind me of that. But, uh, I, mm-hmm. yeah, like Mazzy Star and The Verve are the two names that kind of rise to the top That when okay. if I were to describe this band. And their new record, mm-hmm. I really like. It just I've given it one listen. Tried to get through as much as I could today. Um, there's a brand new record by M. Ward uh, called Mi- oh. Migration Stories. Um, also, oh, that's right. I remember reading a little bit about that sometime ago. Yeah, I forgot that's coming out. There was a single that dropped a couple months ago, and uh, I, th- yeah. I was just I've been waiting for this one um, ever since. And usually, like songs don't usually drop th- way early on an album. I thought two uh, two months or so was a little uh, a little long of a lead because it just kept me like mm-hmm. waiting week after week. Is it here yet? Is it here yet? And so finally, it's here. So check it out if if you love M Ward sound, which I do. Um, you'll like this one. This is it's classic uh, M Ward production style too. Um, a brand new surprise release kind of came out of nowhere by Fish. Uh, they put out a record oh. called Sigma Oasis. Jam band fans, you want to check that out. Well, you know, I am happy for all the fish and jam band fans. That must be a beautiful surprise. Yeah, because yeah, it's it's tough to just uh, stream a jam band and really. I mean, it's part being part of that show is is like fifty percent of the, the experience. Being in the room, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's 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 an actual vibe going on there that's uh, different than a lot of other live experiences. So mm-hmm. um, they're doing the, the best they can to get new music out to the listeners because we we need the music, you know. Kind of like Woody Allen needs the eggs. Um, <laughs> nice, that was, or is that a, a, <laughs> No, that's, yeah, that's good. No, that's good. Keep uh, it in there. Thank you. <laughs> Don't edit that out. Right. <laughs> Brand new EP by Ty Siegel called Siegel Schmiegel. And now I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet because it's, uh, it's not yet on Spotify. But uh, I think Ty's streaming services uh, go a different way than others. He may be on iTunes 
not really, I haven't checked all around yet, but I do a lot of my digital listening, my online listening on Spotify and, and his releases okay. generally don't pop up there right away. But this did show up on my release radar today. Um, it's an EP and it's of course a, uh, the title anyway, is a tribute to Harry Nelson's Nilsson Schmilson album. I, ho- I hope that's a reference to the yes. Nilsson Schmilson album. Even, even more so, the cover, if you look at it, it's sort of a chalk, a colored chalk drawing of Ty in a house coat, which, oh, yeah. you know, is is a reference to the cover of the Nilsson record as well. Well um, done, kid. Thievery Corporation has a new one. If you like uh, their sound. I didn't know they're still around. Yeah, and the, the new record is called Symphonic, Symphonic with a K. Uh, and there's there's a lot of different uh, vocalists that appear on their records. Um, and this one right. uh, is a gal named Shana Halligan, whose vocals remind me a lot of uh, what I really love about Canadian singer Mary Margaret O'Hara. Weeping willows and fires explode then disappear. You believe what you see, all the things that you know. Uh, so right off the bat, um, that makes me feel comfortable with this one. That's a good listen. Yeah. That was a great early morning listen for me. Uh, and I don't know if you caught this, Gene, but there's a new Nick Lowe single that just dropped. Um, I did not. This is news to me. Brand new. It's from an upcoming EP with Low Straight Jackets, who have been backing him for the last several releases. Yeah. Um, a series of singles and EPs he's been putting out. So I don't know when we're going to get a proper album or if this is the way of the future for him. But This might just be the way he's working, yeah. and I like it. It's working because we're getting stuff on a regular basis, which yes, right. I'm, I'm all go on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new single is called Lay It On Me Baby. A uh, <laughs> couple other little mentions. There's uh, new singles by Damien Gerardo. Gerardo? I, I can never you say that right. You have to say that in, in Nick Harcourt's accent, that <laughs> for all those KCR, old KCRW or KCSN listeners will know what I'm talking about. Can you give me that impression? Damien Jarrett. Thank you. <laughs> that was perfect. Um, and then there's also a brand new single, which I presume is recorded and written during this period that we're in right now. Mavis Staples. It's called All In It Together. Mm. Check it out. Um, the other, so those are the new releases today that I'd like to point out. But there, there is a stack of uh, vinyl I just got in the mail earlier in the week that I also am trying to get into. And it's uh, I mean I told you about this offline, but uh, uh, I got a, a stack of Springsteen bootlegs from a, a, a guy in Canada who was selling off some of his collection, and uh, some really really great stuff in there. But uh, there's a there's an interesting uh, phenomenon that happens, and I notice this with a lot of record store owners that I talk to. Um, when they acquire collections and they start going through and they take the record out to look at the condition and then they slip it back in and you know they do their cleaning and whatnot. Uh, oftentimes they find things inside the record sleeves, and um, I, I bought it. I remember I bought a Beatles record uh, about six or seven years ago online, and I take it out and inside is somebody's tax forms from the mid 60s um, oh, no. which I thought was really weird but it wasn't a record with tax man on it which I thought would have been actually perfect but um, somehow I got this guy's tax information uh, but th- in these Springsteen records uh, I, I, this little envelope falls out of one of them and uh, it's like a, a photo ordering envelope with a negative inside it's just a single frame negative and on the uh, envelope it says 1 8 by 10 written on there 
I tried to look at the negative to see what it was, and uh, it's kind of hard to see. But I noticed that uh, there's an app available that lets you take a picture of a negative if you hold it up to a very bright light. And you can zoom in on it, and then it will flip the negative to a positive, And you can see what the image is. So I actually got the app for free, took a picture of the negative, did the transformation, and contrasted it out. And it's a picture of Bruce Springsteen in, this, in the crowd at a show, I'm guessing presumably between 78 and 80. But this was taken by somebody at the show, and he had this negative and slipped it inside his bootleg record of these uh, outtakes from, from the late 70s. And I don't know, I, I would assume the original owner may have taken this photo and put it in there. It's pretty cool. It's a neat little find. I got chills when, you, when I first saw it. So what, did you, what do you think it's, uh, you saw, I'll, I'll post this on the webpage, but where do you, when do you think it's from? I, I hate to be, I hate to make it sound so nerdy and specific. My guess is December 1978, the very last few weeks of the Darkness Tour. That's, that's and interesting. And you're right, it's hard to see, because usually we gauge these things by the sideburns. And you can't see the sideburns so clearly in this one. <laughs> Yeah, that makes it a little tough. But now there's a website called, for all you Bruce fans out there that are geeking out with us at this very moment, um, there's a website called uh, Bruce Base that uh, you can dig into and you can find all kinds of information. Like you can go to a single date of a concert and there are tabs for, you know, images, for, you know, photos from that show, media from that show, whether it's like video or film on YouTube, um, clippings from the press, uh, the set list. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff for every show, pretty much, you can imagine. So I started looking up some 78 shows to see pictures. And uh, he looks the same in this photo as he does in a lot of those photos. And I looked on the River Tour. On the River Tour, he wasn't wearing the jacket as much. Yeah, he just it was just work shirts. Yeah, yeah, kind of short sleeve work shirts. So I, I think it's the Darkness Tour. But uh, with the jacket, yeah, a late, a late uh, 78 show, like December, the jacket would make sense. But that's how he's dressing anyway. But yeah, so a little detective work. I'll eventually find out where it's from. But just, I mean, I went on f too long on this, but I mean, this was, it was just kind of a really neat find uh, inside of a record to get somebody's personal negative that they shot at a show. And then they slipped it in the sleeve of this record that I've suddenly acquired and I'm going to get one made up. So I'll, uh, I'll post it on the site. But uh, yeah, so I've been trying to dig into some of these Springsteen bootlegs as well as the new music, but um I know you haven't had a chance to listen to a lot of today's releases, but what else have you been grooving on? Last week, it was the James Hunter and the Pearl Jam that topped your list. Um, something I started to listen to um, recently was, a, a, it's an album, it's a very long album, so it actually kind of ties into something else we're going to talk about in terms of binge watching or yeah. binge listening, uh, is an album called uh, Heaven and Earth by Kamasi Washington. It's a, it's a, he's a great, great jazz musician and composer, yeah. great saxophone player. Most people have probably heard his playing going back to the Ryan Adams Gold album, maybe. But uh, anyway, so the album, it's, it's a long one. And in fact, well, speaking of surprises, you would have loved this because when it, when it came out, there was a, an extra, like if you got the vinyl, uh, at least, there was an extra album hidden in it, an uncredited album. You had to cut the thing open to get to oh, it. Oh, wow. That's a Jack White move. Yes, and so, and that, that had, um, will you still love me tomorrow? And Ooh child, uh, you know, his take on the, oh, great. The, is it the five stair step? Yeah.
Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful album. Uh, and so that's something I started to kind of kind of flirt with a little bit. But I'll tell you what, it's that Dylan track, that Murder Most Foul. Oh, you latched really on, huh? thing for me this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After you <laughs> turned me on to it, so let's do it. Um, and uh, it suits me. You know, it's probably not everybody's cup of no. tea, but it does suit me. <laughs> so I've been... I've been enjoying that. That's great. It's it's really more of a tone poem than a song. I mean, yeah. you can really it starts to stretch the the definitions of those things. Like I was saying, you don't drive down the street and roll down the windows and turn that one up to impress the neighborhood. Um, right. You're not you're going to piss the neighborhood off. I think. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it's great. And if you can find the uh, the YouTube uh, lyric video for it, uh, you can follow along and uh, and stare into um, JFK's eyes. Yes, for a long time. <laughs> Eighteen minutes almost. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Exactly. So, so that's the thing for me. Um, so the Kamasi Washington album, I guess it came out in 2018. Um, that's my, I was going to, if we may just massage this into the next segment here yeah. in our little binge suggestions, mm -hmm. that's mine. Now, at least, at, at least as an album, at least as a pure audio thing. Okay. Cause I think we're, we can talk about some movies or, or, or TV shows as well, but that the Kamasi Washington album is the from 2018. That's my suggestion. Okay. Okay. I'm going to dig that. I'll put that on. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff you can do now, <laughs> um, believe it or not. And people are scrambling to find stuff to do with a lot of time in their hands. So we are a music show and we, we try to recommend new music all the time. But there's a visual side to music, um, you know, going back to the MTV days or even beforehand with the old variety shows. Uh, you know, watching live performances of music has always been a very important thing. And um, and there's a lot of. Lately, it seems like in the last five to ten years, there's been a huge surge in um, the production of music documentaries, not just concert films, but the documentaries with the stories. And that, to me, is usually what pulls me in, because we already love the music. We may know a little bit about a story, but to get the whole behind the scenes, the other, mm -hmm. you know, the, the band members, the family members, the friends, you know, the roadies talking about stuff. It's, it's great to, to get into all that stuff. So there's a lot of stuff you can stream from a lot of different sources right now. Um, right. YouTube is actually a, a great resource. And I go to that kind of almost on a, a nightly basis. I'll hop on for about 30, 30 to 60 minutes and just kind of find new things. You know, people are posting performances that have been done online lately as the whole streaming thing's been happening. But, uh, YouTube has also started doing their own, um, original programming and last year they put out uh johnny cash's uh the gift documentary by our friend tom zibney um ah. that's worth checking out also uh bruce springsteen's channel on youtube has uh, loaded up a lot of full-length material um oh, cool. and i'll go over the list so if again the springsteen fans um check these out if you don't already own them uh the complete versions of london calling live in hyde park 2009 mm -hmm. Uh, Live at the Carousel, Asbury Park, 2010. Hammersmith Odeon, London, 75. The oh, it's so good. Yes, the the, the earliest full show Very that's out dark, there. by the way. The way that there's a story about why that's lit the way it is. I mean, you can barely, you, you never see the audience, which is strange. Yeah. Um, and it's so dark. And I, there's there's a tale that, ah, I'm going to get the story wrong, so I won't bother telling it. But But it looks very unusual. Uh, and, it, and it really adds to certain uh, certain songs, almost those set pieces, those long ones, make it a very interesting experience. Yeah. And talk about set pieces. How about Steve Van Zandt's suit? 
So additionally, there's uh, the Thrill Hill Vault, uh, Houston 78 bootleg, the house cut, uh, which mm-hmm. is the uh, the only so far the only complete or at least mostly complete uh, 78 Darkness tour show out there vid- video wise. Uh, Born in the USA live from London 2013, which was a bonus disc that came with uh, something. I can't remember what, which which release it came with. Uh, the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival from 2006. Is that the Seeger Sessions band? It is, yes. And he's got that okay. guitar with all the jewels on it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and good set list, too, by the way. Uh, live in Barcelona, and then Darkness in the Edge of Town performed uh, to no audience at the Paramount Theater in Asbury Park. Um, I think that was w- among the last things that Clarence did with the group. That would be like if, it, if, like if, like if they did it now. Yeah, actually, that everyone put that one on first because there's your there's your version of what Bruce would be doing if he could get together with all those people uh, six feet apart. Um, so that's YouTube. Uh, Netflix has a bunch of stuff too. I actually go there every once in a while and, and pop up some documentaries. Um, but there's performance stuff as well. So Springsteen and Broadway is still there. The Rolling Thunder Review, which uh, you and I talked about several episodes back, um, yeah, that's an interesting one and. Um, Echo in the Canyon, which I have yet to watch, but man, it's like it's near the top of my list, and people have been talking about that for a long time. Uh, the last one on Netflix that uh, I'd, I'd mention is if, for fans of The Grateful Dead. Uh, the other one, The Long Strange Trip of Bob Weir. Um, so for you jam fans, um, check that out. Wh- what do you have on your list? What recommendations would you like to throw out? One of the first ones that comes to mind is the Amy Winehouse talk, just called Amy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, and it's really, really astounding how much footage there is of her. There's just so much footage of her um, that it's a very, very tw- more of like a 21st century take of because so many there's so much footage of so many people's lives. I feel like I've talked about this before on yeah. our show uh, from years ago, but that one's uh, worth investing in the time. I think also Roger Waters' The Wall, which is from a few years back. It's it's a mix of the live show The Wall. Mm-hmm. But also, it's interspersed with uh, personal memories of how the World War II thing impacted him and his oh. family, how he lost his father. It's an interesting take, um, a pretty political document, um, you know, so you can kind of give or take that aspect, but um, but a deep experience. Yeah, I, I was able to see uh, two versions of the wall show that he did on two different tours um, within the last decade. And the stage show, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, you know, complete with a, a, a plane on fire flying towards the stage on a wire. I really want to check this one out just to see those visuals again. Um, some pretty amazing stuff. Uh, a couple other things that I, I'd like to mention that you can find uh, for free if you go to uh, archive.org and just pop mm. in some 
some keywords, you'd be surprised what you come up with. A lot of audio, a little bit of video, uh, but a lot of neat archive stuff there. Also, there's an app I got on my phone called Radio Garden, which was free, and it allows you to uh, basically search the entire globe for radio stations, and you see all the dots on the entire globe, and you can zoom in and pick one. It'll instantly start broadcasting that station to you live, so you could listen to any station in the world that's on this map at any time. And I actually latched onto a radio station in uh, uh, the Northwest Territory, uh, Yellowknife, Canada, uh, <laughs> that, that plays some vintage Ray Price in the mornings. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. nice. Also, uh, Austin City Limits, uh, in light of this current situation, they've made oh, their, yeah. they've opened up their archives uh, online. So you can stream that at pbs.org. Uh, I'll give you the whole thing here. PBS.org forward slash show forward slash Austin hyphen city hyphen limits. Just go to PBS.org and you can search for it there. But they've they've opened up a lot of their uh, their seasons to to view on there. And there's some fantastic stuff. I don't know how many decades that goes back. 40, you know, 45? That reminds me. That reminds me. On Am, I, I think it was on Amazon Prime. There's a great documentary about Austin city limits. Oh, really? Yeah, and our friend Dale Watson is in the opening sequence. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll have to add that to the list once I get through the first 45 seasons of <laughs> Austin City Limits. Um, meanwhile, those are our, uh, our binging suggestions for now. But uh, I'd like to play a little song for you that, that Gene hit me to a couple of years ago. It's by a band called Roman Candle. Uh, the song is called Why Modern Radio is A-OK. Check it out. I was down at my favorite watering hole with a buddy of mine that was out on parole and we were flipping through the jukebox and talking how we'd been and how we are. He got a library card and he pierced his tongue and a buddy in prison and turned him on to Neil Young and he thought that it'd be best to play some for the entire bar. Now he didn't know but why he was in jail and had my heart broke by a woman too wondrous to tell. We'd fallen in love to have the songs that jukebox played. So when he flattened his dollar on the side of the machine And I saw comes a time come on the karaoke screen I knew there was a couple things that I forgot to say Don't play Neil Young Don't play Van Morrison Just let some high school emo band start versing and coursing Because there's no way it'll break my heart as far as I can see Radio is okay with me. He said a pop song used to be a powerful thing where you could turn on AM and John Lennon would sing. But Frank Sinatra be talking to all the girls. And you can think like a hopper, you can think like a dove. And think for winter afternoon when you fell in love. Ten songs on the record sounded like a string of pearls. Well, my buddy ran it all in an Monkeys to me. 
is okay with me. Right. Roman Candle. Love that group. Uh, and thanks for turning me on to that song, Gene. That's why modern radio is A-OK. You, I think you heard that on like a satellite radio channel once. And yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was on XM, yeah. Yeah, a lot of cool name dropping in there. Neil Young, Van Morrison, yeah. Frank Sinatra, Johnny Cash. And I think it's got the best usage of the phrase sack of monkeys. And it, it, it has the clever rhyme of Versen and Chorison with Van Morrison. Yeah, so, uh, pretty that's, good, right? Yeah, that's, that's off their... really clever. <laughs> very clever writing. That's off their record, O Tall Tree in the Ear. Uh, check them out at romancandlemusic.com. And thanks to Courtney Gregg for hooking us up with that. So we've given you some of what we've been uh, recommending to binge on, but we'd like to know what you guys have actually been doing. So we put it out there on Facebook uh, asking, so what have you been doing to pass the time? And uh, we got we got a handful of responses here, and we're going to uh, we're going to go over some of those. So uh, I'll I'll go ahead and read the first one here. This is from uh, Jukebox Graduate Johnny, uh, binging on Jukebox Graduate from episode one, downloading and ordering CDs from all the rad new artists. I'm learning from you guys. Well, thank oh, you so good. much. That's what we want. We want people to discover and support. And so that's happening. Correct. That's fantastic. Uh, let's see. Also, Jukebox Graduate, Bill, podcasting and more music. David, Eugene, give me more of both. Put out some singles. Rush release, he says. Yeah, Jukebox Graduate Bill, he's actually got a podcast he just started called Gag Nation, and it's kind of just like a an all-around life kind of podcast, but he has a nice little focus on music and sports as well. But he's his first episode, okay. he talked about this whole situation of working from home. So it, it's, ah. it's, it's kind of a really cool time to do that and discuss, you know, how what people are doing and the different sort of video teleconferencings and all the, the, the new things that we have to kind of learn as we're being thrown into them. So uh, thanks for that, Bill. Uh, Jukebox graduate Anna, spending way too much time on Discogs. Oh, I hear that. And then spending <laughs> way too much money on records, but the heart wants what it wants. Stay well, guys. Uh, <laughs> I feel your pain. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if we want to be quoting that source of the quote anymore, but okay. <laughs> uh, Jukebox graduate Eric. Oh, boy. What did you do all day? I worry that I'll start to shake and shiver or will develop an irregular heartbeat. I swear every day, every day feels like a week of Sundays. Okay. So I think this is directed at me. <laughs> That's you. This, this <laughs> has various uh, references and quotes uh, from my unreleased uh, album. Uh, apparently this, this, this person must have heard those tunes. Uh yeah, Eric, I, I suggest you, you continue spending your time alone, minding your own business. <laughs> no, thank, no, that's thank, very sweet, Eric. Don't thanks for well. chiming in. Uh, <laughs> Jukebox graduate Craig, playing the Mojo Manifesto box set right now. That's the, the uh, I think, career-encompassing box set of Mojo Nixon. That oh. Just dropped about a month back or so. So that's, that's a lot of Mojo to get into. So, Craig, <laughs> enjoy that. Can I oh, can we do a, a Eugene name drop segment real quick? Yeah, let's do that. You mentioned that. Let's... This is, this, yeah, this is based on uh, the time that uh, Kevin Bacon once told me, never be a name dropper. <laughs> I, I remember being at Jack Sugar Shack. This is in the 90s. Uh, it was after hours, and, and Mojo was there. And he asked uh, the, the manager of the place, he says, are you like me, Eddie? 
do you use a personality as a prophylactic? I always thought that was very, very funny. <laughs> was that during the the barn dance days? Yes, it, yes, yeah. it was. Nice. Uh, jukebox graduate April. We've been caring for our little one, singing to him, writing some music appreciation courses, and admittedly feeling some stress. Be well. Oh, that's very, I like that. Putting music in the household. Then definitely, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. Jukebox graduate Chet writes, uh, serenading friends and family. And then he uh, he dropped a link of uh, him doing a little wing cover, uh, Jimi Hendrix, oh. I believe. Oh. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, keep making the music. Keep playing it and uh, serenade all those around you. But six feet away, of course. Jukebox graduate Tracy, working from home. Just Netflix binged, hentified, going to study up on Salty Dogs and waiting for new releases from DR and EE. Jukebox graduate Dee Dee. Dusted the leaves on my plants yesterday. Dee Dee, we got to get you some music. <laughs> <laughs> but those leaves do need a dusting. I, I'm pretty sure mine do too. And Jukebox graduate Dave, George Fest on vinyl. Weird Al singing What is Life? Oh, that's the, yeah, Jukebox graduate Dave. He I actually, know what that means. he went to that concert for George. He's, uh, oh, he's, really? he's a California resident, but he flew out there and, and wow. witnessed that concert for George. And it's, uh, it's been released on vinyl finally, I think last yeah. year. And, uh, yeah, I didn't, I actually, I didn't realize that I don't remember Weird Al being on there, but now I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to <laughs> pop that on because that's a great song, but to hear what he does with it. Yeah, that would be, that'd be Fantastic. So thanks, right, guys, thank for writing you. in. I appreciate hearing what you're doing, what you have to say, and we encourage you to uh, reach out to us anytime you like with any requests or suggested topics, and uh, we'd love to, to read your, your emails on the air. Um, so I think that just about wraps it up for us on this episode. We may get into a couple more things in the next episode in reference to what we're binging, um, something that I've been uh, uh, watching on Hulu and um, we'll talk about that in the next episode. I, I'm excited about something coming up in May. What's coming up in May, Gene? Well, so this is, again, very premature. And, and you know, my, that's my thing. So, like, I don't – I kind of question when things – when releases are announced, like, that much ahead of time because I'll just forget about them. But I'm excited. It's a group called the Licorice Quartet. Okay. Go on. Okay. And I, I believe it's a trio. It's Roger Manning Jr., Eric Dover, and Tim Smith. Now, this is three-fourths of essentially the touring version of Jellyfish, the last okay. touring version of Jellyfish. So they're coming out with an EP. You know, we like EPs. And the, and the EP is called Threesome Volume 1. So that's going to come to And, you know, if it's the opposite of depressing music. It, it almost to the goofy level. But if you're familiar with Jellyfish, you kind of have yeah. an idea of what this is kind of about. Okay. So, so dog ear that one for future releases. All right. I'm excited about that. Just to have some crazy, happy music. Excellent. And there's another release coming up in May. Uh, the new Steve Earle album uh, is coming mm-hmm. through New West Records, I believe. Uh, and I'll be doing an interview with him pretty soon. And so I'll be able to get more of the lowdown on that one. Oh, but you are. You're doing that. Yeah. Still. Yeah. So oh, I'll, I'll let you guys all know about that. But um, but that's coming in May. And uh, I think he's doing something online this weekend, uh, which will probably be logged online somewhere after it happens, but I think he's doing a little uh, online performance as well. He's on that one, that, the bandwagon as well. Uh, so yeah, so there's oh, there's good stuff coming, and uh, we'll we'll let you know when we when we hear of it. Um, well, I think that might do it for us for this episode. Another uh, short and sweet single. Yeah, and uh, I'm thinking of calling this one "Islands in the Stream." 
Because see what I, you got there? You got streaming and you, got, you know, there, there's the joke going around that actually uh, Kenny Rogers was hip, was hip enough to know when to fold him just before. Oh, this. God. Yeah. Okay. So. That's, so, that's so good. Yeah. Pass it on. All uh, right. Well, this episode of Jukebox Graduate was brought to you by Satellite Amps. Satelliteamps.com. Yesterday's technology today. Also, uh, follow the Jukebox Graduate. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Jukebox Graduate. Also on Twitter, we are at the Jukebox Graduate. That's two E's, the. Uh, the Jukebox Graduate is available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Alexa, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Overcast, and Spotify, and so much more. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen, and we'd love to hear from you as always. Uh, check out our website at www.thejukeboxgraduate.com. I'm Eugene Edwards. And I'm Dave Rayburn. And this has been The Jukebox Graduate.